Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another interview on Burn Your Boats with me, Matt Listalia, your host. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Alex and Matt DeBase. They're both members in a band called Save the Hero. I thought this was a particularly fun chance to sit down with a, a kind of different type of business owner and entrepreneur because you really... You, you hear a, of a band and you know that there's a lot of work that goes into it, but most of the time we think about the, the music and having to learn the instruments and being good at singing and putting together songs that are compelling and that are desirable to people. And then being able, then we think a little bit less about what it takes to get the music out there and the marketing aspect and the branding and then the internal kind of politics behind uh, the management of the band and how do you make the decisions uh, about who you're going to choose to let in and what you're going to allow them to be responsible for and especially for Alex and Matt they started out so incredibly young that making those decisions was difficult and thankfully they had help along the way and and as they progressed and matured they were able to to adjust with the times and so this is the you know so we took a we took some time to sit down and we kind of went through their their backstory and it's it's really interesting and where they've where they started and the progression they went through and really we just had a lot of fun it was a, it was a great conversation and I hope that you guys enjoy. This is the fair warning to all the people that yeah. are listening that, like, it's very likely that you're going to get some clinks during this. Clink. So, yeah. We're but, professional. Hey, clink. We'll do friendly clinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> friendly clinks. So we're, <laughs> we're kicking off. We're finally here. Yes. Finally doing this. I, this, I, in, this is in, in, uh, so I've seen your guys' last name and I've known you both for a really long time, but like, as my last name, I have much respect and, and, and for people saying it correctly. Right. Is it debase? Yes. So Fucking you got nailed it. it. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. First try, yes. bud. First, First try. try. Yes. That's why this is debasement studio. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> if that's not official and... Oh, it's totally shit. official. <laughs> I mean... It's gotta be. Trademark. Yeah. Trademark, trademark that shit. Yeah. I actually had a really interesting conversation with somebody about trademarks. So oh, I yeah. was talking about... This is probably way more relevant for you guys because you're actually successful. So for for <laughs> people, oh, it looks that way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, when you're starting out, like specifically for podcasts, and that's it's a very interesting niche, uh, and and there are niches there within like sub yeah. categories. Absolutely, murder mystery being yeah. one of like the biggest things. Oh yeah, like, that's really that's really cool. But people were talking about naming their podcast. Right. No. And then saying like, oh, should, like, what is the relevance or what's the importance behind getting it trademarked, getting it a name trademarked? Yeah. And in my head, instantly, it was like, fuck yeah, man, you better do it. So gotta be important. that shit. Yeah. You know, like, if, especially if it's something that, you know, if you are gonna go big, if you're gonna, if you're looking at making it something professional and you want to actually invest time into it, like trademark it. Right. But then I heard the counterpoint, and it was, what do you do? What does a trademark do for you? Right, and so it protects the name, but right. how how does it protect it? Right, right, protects like other it, people from, from like using they can, it. They, but... Right, so so what happens if somebody uses it? 
like, okay, they used it. Now what do you have to do? Now you, you have, have to, to take you have to take them to court. court. All so right. how much money exactly? Yeah. How much money do you have to get the and exactly? Right. And that's a that good point sense. too. Is yeah. like to get a good lawyer that is actually going to win the case. Because what happens then? You buy a shit lawyer. And then you go to court and you and lose your own trademark case. We're changing the name of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, it's funny you say that. Uh, even our band, Save the Hero, there was another band called Save the Hero yeah. at the time that we chose that name. So how did that work? Well, after doing some things, they weren't. No, they weren't. They actually, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, it was a little bit of a dilemma. But they... Uh, after doing research, it seemed like they had a falling out and they had disbanded and they weren't going to continue on. So we took that as, all right, well, we're going to take it. And uh, basically, we just built up a bigger internet following oh, so shit. that anytime you search Save the Hero, okay. you're not going to get the other band. And we did it in all caps so that ours yeah. goes up. <laughs> yeah, Everything go. in all caps, yeah. So is that is that the way that you got yours to come up? Like, So if somebody just straight Googled it. Did you do any search engine optimization kind of stuff, or did you was your following just big enough and your it, your no, pages had enough? Well, it's, we had the following, but it took a while to re up because we used to be Cold Steel, and then we changed the name. I think that yeah. I actually still have the CD that you, you gave me do. with like it's. I think it has like a red star on it. Yeah, on a yeah, disc. yeah. I think I still have that CD. At my place, burn it. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> no, and like that's the thing that I'm keeping forever. Absolutely, as, as like the throwback. Like, no, no, no. that's so cool. When like, I find that stuff, I love it. You know, oh, I think yeah. I, I remember. I, I'm pretty sure I gave that to you when we were working at Volkswagen yep. together. Yep. I remember you had like introduced me to like the Expendables or something like that. Oh wow, right? which is a great oh, man. Great man. I love this is my band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I was like, and honestly, I listened. To it, I was like, this is not my music. Yeah, but like, this is good. Like I like you can just oh, like, hear music and you're like, it, yeah. like wow like hey, that isn't my music anymore I yeah yeah sure, <laughs> sure I have like one of the most personally embarrassing stories as an adult in association with the Expendables they came to Omaha and they they performed live they were there with uh, they've done it a couple of times they've been here a couple of yeah. times I saw them at yeah. Stir yeah, yeah. which I is forget. where we're going tonight yes. so that's actually though I found them live in Omaha we went to a what is? Oh my god! This is how long I've been out of the fucking music. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, what G Love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so, yeah G Love. <laughs> yep. So he was he was performing at UNO. Okay. And I was like, and Justin was like, dude, we gotta go. And it's yeah. when we were living together. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, let's go. And the Expendables open for him, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, bro, who are these people? <laughs> and so from that day forward, I fell in love. Yeah. And I like geeked out hard as fuck. That's awesome. Into the Expendables. Oh yeah. So then they come back. And they're at, I forget what venue they were playing at. It was, it was a lot bigger and it was really nice. Yeah. yeah. And they're actually, they're not the, they're not headlining, but they're, I think they're there with Slightly Stupid. They were the direct support. And it probably. was fucking that's that's I think that's who I saw them with, because those guys really? two were together quite a bit. Yeah. Still, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think that sounds right. I think it was those those two and Dirty Heads all together. Oh, no. oh my God. I would have lost. Yeah. Maybe that was a difference. God. It was two separate shows. Okay. Like, separate I think shows. I would have lost my mind. Like, my soul would have exploded in happiness. Well, we were supposed to see Dirty Heads earlier this year, uh, but Dude, the show got ringed My kids love Dirty Heads. No kids. Yeah. Like, you think about it, and when I actually finally listen to music and I turn off podcast for like half a second yeah uh i and i have my kids with that's what i'll do i'm like i'm not gonna subjugate you guys to, right, to to listen to this right, exactly yeah, right. exactly they don't care who's talking yeah, yeah. <laughs> my oldest she's about to turn 12 she's actually like what podcast are you listening yeah. to oh, she's like let's listen together i'm like yeah 
I don't know if you're ready. Yeah. I'm like, what's death by strangulation? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not done introducing you to the music that you need to be introduced to, you know? And and I ran them through, and my son fell in love with Amber by 311. Nice. My oldest, she really loved uh, um, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. And so I'm like, trying to get them into some of the the essentials. Exactly, exactly. Like, and some of the stuff, like, it's funny, they fell in love with. was it Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash? Absolutely. I yeah. played it for him, and I was like, I, just as a joke. Oh, really? And they like were singing it for the next this three days straight. Song, yeah. It's like, this is fucking amazing. See, it yeah. shows. Good music stands the test of time. It, it does. does. Absolutely. It does. But, so, back to my absolutely embarrassing story. So, there, there they were. They got done with their, the whole concert had ended. Yeah. And they were, like, over with their merch, like, selling and signing CDs and all that stuff. And I was like, I'm going to go over. I forget the dude's name, like, the lead singer. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember either. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, he's there. And so I went over, and I was like, I, there was only, like, three people in line. And I get up there, and he's there, and he's like, what's up, man? I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, I have to go. <laughs> I literally just walked the fuck away and I went over to Justin and I was like I don't know what happened I want a CD can you get one for me, go get me a CD. I need an adult I need an adult will you do it for me oh my god it was fun it was oh amazing. that's great it's it easy to do that I mean even with bands that we've opened up for uh, when we get the opportunity to meet some bigger bands you don't know what really what to I, that say. is such an interesting dynamic yeah and so for you guys like what what kind of scenarios like that have you run into for, for like, what was your most favorite band that you got to actually play with or open for? Well, it can go three different ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It can go the good way, which you're hoping for, where you meet your idol, the person that you look up to, and they are how you perceive them. It can go the other way, where they are um, complete dicks when you meet them and kind of brush you off. But you have to you have to understand that, that that's probably over that they've been turned that way over time. Yeah, they get J- jaded through the profession. Sure. Yeah, and then the third way is you don't get to talk to them, which oh, happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, which, like, really? yeah, which like even even recently with the one Save the Hero just played uh, opening for Light the Torch, which is Howard Jones uh, from Kill Switch Engage, his new band. Um, seemed like a nice guy, but like he was on his bus. Like he, the, the, a lot of time, a lot of people are like that. You know, they they. They just want their time to themselves. They go up, yeah. play their show, yeah. and they go back out. And we we had, have the utmost respect for yeah. them, you know? Yeah. It's not like so nice. Everybody yeah. else that was there. But and I guess when you think about it, and you're like, you're on the road, and you've been doing it for probably decades, yes. you know, at this point, and you're like, fuck, man, I just, like, I've just done, go back I've done the, the partying right. thing, right? And I've, and I've been there, and I've met all of these people, and like, I'm good. Like, but it's but it's yeah. crazy because yeah. like certain situations say uh, for instance when we opened for Sticks uh, at Baxter Arena I didn't expect to meet any of those guys but James Young one of the guitar players he yeah. came back so he specifically came and found us so that he could meet everybody and save the hero and I thought that was really cool that's it was really amazing. cool personal we took pictures together it is like, it is truly awesome. person to person uh, when it comes to any sort of high visibility position. Yes. Like, I had the chance to do some really cool stuff in the Army and, and provide, <clears throat> like, intelligence and support of protective teams. Like, the Army does their own protective services. Yeah. And so I got to travel around the world with, like, the chief of staff of the Army, the secretary of the Army, and, nice. and all of that, which is, yeah, I guess. You know? but, but, like, there's it's hilarious because they have, like, staff that works directly for them. Yeah. And they're cool. For the record, for the record, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're say, super they, cool. I really like them all. They did a fantastic <laughs> job. No, like, given their position, 
it's a it's a shitty position to be in. You know right. what I mean? Like you you are at the beck and call of this person, and uh, everything has twenty four seven. Exactly. Yeah. They're like roadies. Yeah. You know, for they, for they this are person, the, like the <laughs> highest classification of roadies. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, but then each individual of those like high ranking people that I was around had a different, and it was exactly the way that you guys are just explaining it, which is why it came up in my head, like. Some of them I never saw, except for when they were at the actual event yeah, that we yeah. were providing protection for. Like, oh, and, they're right up there. Yeah, like, right oh, there he is. I knew he was going to be here. I knew I when the plane landed. I've always known where he was, but I never actually saw him. Oh, wow. And now he's at the event. Now I can see him. Right. Um, and another one, like, the Secretary of the Army, actually the first gay Secretary of the Army, mm-hmm. was Eric Fanning. And this guy was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. He's straight up, like, I, I met him in San Diego. He was like, I'm going there for, yeah, it's some like army conference thing or whatever but i'm really going there for the lgbtq parade yeah and so and he was like i want to it was it was pretty cool it was pretty cool on his part and he's sitting he's like i want to sit in a convertible on the back and i was like i'm i don't get to talk to him i talked to like the head of his protection team yeah i was like I was like, you already know what I'm going to say. And he's like, JFK, I get it. I know. (laughs) We've done this before. Yeah, Yeah, like, like, have you seen the videos? No, we can't. We can. We can. 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 Oh, Lord. But uh, so it was was really cool. All of that to say that at the end, after the, so he did that. Like oh, a yeah. fucking boss. That's, that's awesome. You know, like, yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's very cool. But he came up and he had been, this was at least a year, I want to say, into his tenure in the position. Yeah. So, like the other people that have kind of been on the road for a while and they've done it, every single time he goes somewhere, he has a protection team. Oh, right? yeah. And so it's like, it. I can see how that turns into a normal or even potentially annoying thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, everywhere you go. He didn't treat it that way. Like, he came up to all of us at the end of it and individually was like, hey, it was really nice to meet you. I was in a weird position because I made friends with, like, a former Navy guy who was friends with a lady who had an apartment on a high-rise that sat above the route of the parade. Oh, wow. And she was like, hey, if you want to, like, chill at my apartment and, like, do, like, watch from there. Wow. And so I was actually able to, like, call out things to the team on the ground. Yeah. And like, hey, I'm seeing a fight break out over there. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're on it. We got oh, it. Oh, that's pretty so cool. Yeah. It was really neat. And I'm like, and it was one of those times in my life where I'm like, I have no business doing that. <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> but you're doing it. Y'all fucked up and hey, put me here. They, hey, here I am. They can tell you make it, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, I'm in charge now. That's I exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it. Hey, there's a couple ruffians uh, <laughs> scuffle over here. I think they're smoking marijuana on the <laughs> yeah. corner. Oh, no, that's everybody. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> Just let them go. False alarm. <laughs> the agent's over like, what? what? No. <laughs> <laughs> we got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, they were, yeah. they were yeah, really yeah. cool. It's... It's interesting the agents do like the way that they flipped the switch yeah. because like some of them were like party hard as fuck until like three in the morning and with a mission the next day oh. and they're there and they're like yeah it's like just like we it's talked crazy. about it before like they put their fucking business hat on like their secret service hat on they're like fucking and it's there like crazy. I'm like dude I don't even know you like yeah. I couldn't even speak like, to they them should be hungover is yeah <laughs> I'm like I don't know how to not be me right. So, so yeah. I go into a multi-million dollar apartment and Secretary of the Army Fanny comes in. I'm like, I'm Matt. What's up, man? Yeah. Like, hey, bro. <laughs> it's really I mean, good. I'm not like, supposed to call you yeah. that. <laughs> I literally, I was sitting on the couch and I, like all decorum in my head. I was like, I just, I didn't even get up. He walked in. I was like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Like, how was it? Like, it seemed hot as shit out there. 
Yeah. He was like, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was hot as shit. But <laughs> he, he came up to every individual there and like handed us all like in the army we do this thing where we give each other coins like yeah. the high ranking yeah. people like, like hey you did really good I appreciate you here's like my special coin yeah nice so I we all everyone on the team got it and it was the unique thing that stood out to me there was that he had been doing it for over a year and I'm like dude you must have given out a fuck ton of oh, coins yeah. Yeah. Like, so that it was just that keeping that reality for somebody in that position yeah. seems very unique so I think about that with you guys. So humble beginnings. Yes. How did like I want to get to how you are both extremely fucking chill right now <laughs> with what you've done, but also like kind of just like I guess, and you guys can bounce off each other however you yeah, want to yeah. do it. How did it begin? Well, I mean, we're from a musical family. Uh, obviously, our, our dad's a guitarist, our mom's a singer, and then our both of their dads are. Uh, guitarists and singers that and all of them have been pillars in the Omaha music community since the 50s I mean mean, yeah so that's amazing yeah we are kind of destined to do it and uh, like almost there's like an expectation like hey we're a big fucking deal yeah what are you gonna do well well, (laughs) it wasn't really a whole lot of pressure actually they didn't even pressure us to do music in any way it was kind of just uh we kind of just acclimated to it you know it's a culture it was always around okay they were always playing I mean uh, it wasn't always at the house when we were super young. I mean, but our, our parents were always gigging, so like we knew what was going on. And then Got like it. both our grandpas would be playing at home and stuff. And that's then, cool. So we just picked it up eventually. It just started. We wanted to know the basic chords yeah. and all that stuff. What type of music were they playing? Um, mostly rock music, but kind of all over the place. Our you know? grandpas, like uh, our our dad's dad. Uh, he his band was kind of like Boston esque, uh, Chicago oh, kind of. You know. Um, uh, and then my other grandpa was doing a lot of more um, country and uh, uh, review type stuff, where it was where there'd be a little bit of comedy in it, and then there'd be oh, that's pretty cool. and stuff like that. I like that. Uh, but they, I mean, that was the the style then. And then both of our parents played in mostly cover bands. So mom did con- country and well, stuff like that. And they started out, out with both their parents. Yeah, it was like so. My dad was playing with my grandpa's band, and our and our mom was playing with. Our grand, our other grandpa's band. A lot of so crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, yeah. And then that's actually how the two of them met is because of both of our grandpas. They knew each other from the music community, and then happened to one show. It was like, hey, you should meet my daughter. You should meet my son. Blah, Doesn't blah, that blah. seem like the way that those like serious relationships are supposed to happen? Yeah. Not that anything is supposed to happen any certain right, way, right. but it's right? like. But you think about like, okay, so there's Tinder. Yeah, and then and then there's like okay, I'm following my passions and my dreams, and right. while I'm doing this and I'm like I'm living that out, I find somebody in the community doing the same thing. Yeah, and then there's a connection. Exactly, right. it should happen. Exactly, it seems like there's there's just something more special there. I had somebody talk about that with specifically with any dating apps that was like, like it's like it you're removing the hunt from the game, yeah, and so it, right it lessens the right. relationship from Jump Street. Right, and so I, that's that's cool yeah. that not, that they were linked up by other people. Yeah, like, hey, meet this. Yeah, that's like, how. I mean, yeah, that's how the best stories go. You right. know, they made us kick ass guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and music brought them together, and eventually, it was music that tore their relationship apart. I mean, my dad was playing in a in a popular band in town and got caught up in just. The, the lifestyle, lifestyle, yeah. you know, and and that <clears throat> that split them apart, and 
Um, they they're clo- they're they're, they're friends now. Yeah, they're good friends. now. Yeah. yeah, they're absolutely one hundred percent. But you know. But yeah, I mean that's kind of the we learned a lot of what to to do and what not to do sure. from the things that our parents and grandparents learned in this industry. Yeah. I think that's helped us avoid a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's easy to get, you know, caught up in partying and stuff, but it's also yeah. hard to know who to trust. So it's like, well, and there's it's, all it's, these different things. And yeah, absolutely. That's, that seems like one of the most difficult things to yeah. do because when you're really playing. motivated and like, yeah, you have, there's a certain extent where you have to put, put your trust in somebody else. If you want to make it to the next level, yes. right. because you, like, I mean, I guess you could stay independent the whole time, but like, what ceilings but it, are harder to break through, right. you know? Well, and it's harder, you know, it, we, we had we had a manager for a, a while in Cold Steel, and at the beginning of the relationship, it was great. We all flourished, like, he yeah. was helping us out tremendously, teaching us things. But then by the end of it, it was a toxic relationship, and he was hurting us. And How it, so? Just, um, I'm, I'm, I only asked it details. Was, it, was a, a, it, it was mostly, like... Um, he would lash out at us like you would like we weren't doing things right and it's like well, well then tell me what you want me to well, do well the biggest you things know? we were kids <laughs> we were kids we didn't know what we were doing how old were you when 15 16 when he joined with us and then when he, when he left we were 20 yeah 21 yeah probably right getting right getting into our 20s still kids in my in, you know, yeah. in my mind yeah. still learning what to do you know, we we didn't do everything right in, as far as the music industry goes, but he was better not. Jesus Christ, right. you're 15, 16 years old. Yeah, so. I know exactly. <laughs> I mean, so how old was he? He was uh, at the time he was in his forties. So he was like, I mean, yeah. Shit. So he was. I actually planted a cover band with him and my stepdad. I was gonna so ask him, how did that him. even? Yeah, okay. and he's he worked uh, worked for KXVO and stuff, so he had some insight. And he he was a good musician, and and he was good to us. But yeah, like I said, over time the the relationship became toxic, and then it went from trying to help us to holding things over our head, and then oh. it, that's when it became more of okay, what do we really want to do? Do we want someone that's going to scold us every time we do one thing that makes him angry, or do we want to try to go on and on our own? So we went out on our own, and then we ended up finding different management, uh, yeah. a couple different people, but uh, ultimately uh, it was a good decision to step away. I feel like we've grown since then, and we were in, we were in this stagnant point. Granted, when we ended our relationship with with uh, that person, I won't say his name. Uh, it you, was you can. I know, but I don't want to. <laughs> no, do no, anything. you're good. I totally understand. But when 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 that happened, that was like one of our biggest shows that we yeah. played. It was his with, name with rhymes with Pam Dawson? Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, no, but the, so like the, the very last show that he worked with us because we had had enough was we opened for Heart at Stir Concert Cove and. Um, we had got new t-shirts, a new t-shirt design, and we didn't consult him on it. We just made it up real quick and ordered it so we'd have new shirts for this show. Awesome. And he saw them, and he freaked out. <laughs> he was texting our drummer's dad, like, those fuckers, they went behind my back. And they're like, you're not happy that they're playing this huge show right now? Yeah. You're more focused about the t-shirts? Yeah. 4,000 people were there. And five. So no, I thought Stir doesn't hold five. Oh. I don't think. I thought it did. We'll do that tonight. <laughs> we'll count. So, I mean, that's a that's a pretty big show. That was huge. Oh, yeah. That was like blackout level. Like yeah. you get up, step on stage, and it was like, what happened? I did. I blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> what did, What was the biggest show you did before that? Like, was there was there a kind of a before natural before tr- that? Probably uh, maybe like, like a couple thousand, but who would that have been? Have been with? 
Oh yeah, like Iowa Rock Fest and some of those shows, maybe. But uh, it was before that. It, the, I think the biggest had just been like a few hundred people at the really? most. Really? Yeah. Know. 500 probably at so, the most. Yeah, because our, our CD release the one time was was close to that. Yeah, so it wasn't anything like in the thousands, but then it okay. was, that, that was our first thousands So then it's of like, hey, what? you're getting up in front of these people. Right I want to know, like, all about that for, like, how, what, when, how old were you guys when you did that show? 21, yeah. Okay, so, uh, in case you guys weren't aware, Matt and Alex are twins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> twin brothers. <laughs> twin yes, brothers. Yes, 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 yes. Just in case. You will, you will not be able to tell who is talking at any point. Am I Matt or am I Alex? Yeah, Alex. Oh. Ah. <laughs> it's part of the game. It's part of the game. Yeah, Figure exactly. it out. It is. You got the Sklar brothers on here now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're 21 years old and you're getting ready to do a show that's, you know, four or five, ten times larger than one that you've ever done before. Yeah. What's the, what's the preparation like? Um, mostly like, you know, and I will credit uh, the manager we were just talking shit about. <laughs> he helped me structure the show properly. He's like, yeah. it, it's it's got to be a production. You know, you you come out to this song, then you got to say something. What are you gonna say? Scripted. It was oh, all scripted. I had it all smart. memorized. Knew what to say. We did certain covers to try to grab people's attention. Oh, Thank that's God smart. And we've yeah. done that multiple times uh, with those big shows with older bands. Yeah. Because obviously the people aren't going to know our music. Nope. But if we go out there and play Hot for Teacher, they know Hot for Teacher. Yeah. If we that's, get out there that's and play... A, that's a really good like marketing and sales strategy yes. in music on yeah. stage. And like, I think that's a lot brilliant. of bands do thing. that yeah. more now. It's kind of always existed, mm-hmm. but a lot of bands are using covers to get their name out there more now than ever. When when you can kill a cover, too. And especially, I love when, I used to really hate this, like I was a purist, like, if I, if you're gonna cover it, make it sound like it did. Yeah. And, and now I'm I'm so far removed yeah. from that. I'm like, I so, want your spin on it. Right. You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Haley Reinhardt. Yeah. So fucking amazing. Yeah, like goosebumps nice. every time I hear yeah. her sing. Like, oh my god, you're right. so fucking. Good. <laughs> but she did uh, hit the road jack with Casey Abrams. Mm-hmm. Nice. And just like the, her her voice, ever just god. Yeah. So yeah. I want I want. That spin on it, I right. want that because right. then it walks you into who that artist right. is. It yeah, well, so. even Weezer covering Toto's uh, Africa. I didn't. I mean, I wasn't too impressed with it because I thought it was so by the book. I'm yeah. like, where's your flair on? Exactly. Like, like, like okay, so even I just Toto listened came to back it again. And did Hashpipe and they put their own flair on. Yeah, it. Like, that's, oh, that that's sounds like hilarious. Toto. Yeah, so I was like <laughs> switching the songs. Over yeah, here, you know? that's cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So. And I, I like that you were able to acknowledge the the benefit that you did receive from the manager that yeah. became toxic. He did teach us a lot of good things. Yeah. And we like I said, there was a lot of good things in there from that relationship that we learned. And we started out as great friends. Yeah. But, you know, by the end of it, ultimately, that band ruined our friendship. Yeah. I mean, because it, towards the end of it, it was it felt like he was our boss and he was trying to yell at us. I'm like, or our dad. Or, more yeah, like. yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like. But our dad was never like that to us. No. Like, <laughs> like a who dad. Who is this dad asshole dad, dad, dad like of ours? Like, <laughs> <laughs> My family structure is much more healthy. Yeah, it's way better. I'm not looking it. to jump into a toxic Yeah, I don't yet. need anywhere we don't to yell in this family. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but... 
No, and it's interesting. I wonder if this if this is true for him, like his management style. Like he seemed very structured. Like he knew he kind of had an idea of what he wanted, yeah. which was a benefit, right? Yes, it was a strength. It was. And he always but, had that. He always had that mindset, you know. And it, most of the time, it didn't go like he was going for. And he was still yeah. trying. He used to try. But yeah. a lot of times, I felt like there were certain things where he's like, "Oh, I'm working on this really cool thing." And then I don't know that it was actually getting worked on. Like, uh, it was like, oh, yeah, I got this thing in the works. And yeah. it's like, all right. Are you really? But I can't say you? that for sure. I never yeah, had any proof. For so sure. It's like, for right. sure. The only thing I will say is that after we like, split ways, we changed our, our name right after that. And he continued. I mean, Cold Steel is still a it's band. still a band, apparently. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he so pushes. He'll, pro, he'll throw up shows every now and then. I'm playing in New York. I'm and like, what band? Who <laughs> are the like, human are beings? Yeah. They're like, we're not going to do anything about it. He's no, not making I, any money off of it. Yeah, so yeah what do you do? That's, and that's what it came down to. We were like, do we want to try to fight for this band that ultimately it's just a name and we didn't like the name anyways. So yeah. we're like, you know what? We're starting fresh. We're, I mean, it was the same guys yeah. at that point, but it was like, you know what? We need a new name. We need, we need we're getting new music anyways. So. Oh, okay. So there, there was a transition yeah. when you changed band name, like at that point. Yeah. Was it after that concert? Yes. Shortly. It was we, shortly we after We played that. some shows for a little while as, as Cold, Cold Steel. Steel. Yeah. After that? Okay. And then we just played a show as Cold Steel and at that show we said, hey, guess what? Like we had a pretty full room yeah. and we're just like, hey, by the way, we're no longer Cold Steel, and everybody's like, what? what? Yeah. You can do that? Yeah. yeah. I to, am. I'm so? doing that right now, and you're going to deal with it. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of local musicians, including Matt's guitar player and his other band, uh, talked shit on us at oh, that yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you but just I used to talk shit on them. I used to talk shit on them, too. I still do. <laughs> I don't think the camera's working, Matt, anymore. Oh, it should so. be. Yeah. It should still it's, be up. Oh, maybe it's still we got a we got a light. Yeah, we'll see. We'll play it out. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> it's all captured. So, <laughs> just to hit back on that show, so you guys go on stage like the day the well before you go on stage, the day comes up. So the day was there, and like I, there's there's a couple of things I regret from it. The the main thing I regret is that Anne and Nancy Wilson got done doing their sound check, and as soon as they came off, instead of stopping them right there and just being like, "Hey, just want to meet you real quick, say thanks for this, thanks for having us on the show," yeah. we like start loading our gear on stage real quick and then we're gonna try to go meet her well by the time we got done setting our stuff up they were already gone yeah so we were kind of bummed about that but uh in that meantime while we were trying to get our stuff up there um our mom and our, our stepdad had walked up uh behind the stage and he had spotted the the girl standing there and uh he got my mom's attention and had her come over and she got to talk to Anna Nancy, which she's a huge fan. So that was really cool. That was more important for us than us getting. To yeah, so, absolutely. So that was huge. Like we got that part. So there's all this, there's all this adrenaline running from doing all this stuff, running back and forth. And then we finally get to show time and we think we're good to go. But then you walk out there and you see all these people. So we're standing backstage and I'm just staring out there like, yeah, okay, I got this. Yeah. I can do this. And I, and maybe there was two songs or so that I remember, but I blacked out for so much of that <laughs> set because it was just like it was like I said, I, I knew what I had to do, yeah, but I, it was too much for me at the time. So like my brain shut off and my body kept going. So I played the so whole set. Do you feel like you're able to do that because of 
the amount of rehearsals that you guys have done yeah. and, like, and repetitions that you've blood, had. You know? yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, there's a lot yeah. of us playing shows yeah. in general. Just, you know, you get to the point where you can just look out in the crowd and you're not looking in someone's face; you're just looking at their face, like, right? You're just looking yeah, through them. Yeah, you're just and you kind of just have to there. do that. Otherwise, it starts. At least I do, but no, <laughs> I, I feel like, to get in my head if yeah. I'm like. If I make eye contact yes. with somebody and there's too much eye contact yep. or whatever, then I'm like, oh, oh, they're looking right at me. It's like, well, yeah. everybody's looking right yeah, at me. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the point yeah. of tonight. Yeah. I know. My bad. You're, you're right. I'm wrong. Right. I still <laughs> get weird about that. Sorry. I still get weird about that. No. Even if it's yeah. like one of my best friends, I'll see them out in the crowd and I'll make eye contact and be like, yeah, yeah, and then I'll walk all awkwardly across the stage. Yeah. Like, What's what going on right yeah. now? Absolutely. So. No, I, it's similar, I think, with any sort of. Um, large audience whenever you're in front of them. Um, I have the experience of no music, no musical talent whatsoever. So thank you for existing. <laughs> I yes. appreciate you. I value you. But uh, I have I, in my profession, I have to. I have to give a lot of briefings. I have to give a lot of get up in front of people and, yeah. and relay information. And so in doing that, it's the exact same way. Right. And so I feel like I think no that's matter even what, more difficult. Yeah. It it can be if you if you are. For me, this is what I have found, is that if you're ever up in front of a group of people and you're trying to communicate, if it's about something that you're passionate about and something that you've spent a lot of time like getting to know people that know that they know what they're talking about about it and you've done your research, you can it's for me then it's easy. Then it's fun. Because right. I know about it, I'm passionate about it, and like I view it as an opportunity where I get to relay this information to other people. Right. right. You know, but that's never the case with my job it's because it's all you it's, don't care. it's all it's all like care about but it's yeah, something that it's I care like, about because it matters to the mission it's not yes. like personally right. uh, I'm not personally invested and so and then you gear it towards your audience right like so like you got the commander and yeah. you're like okay how does he want to hear this right, right. yeah and so then it turns into kind of a kind of a show uh, in that regard but then you I do the same exact thing where there'll be a huge group of people there and it's like you're looking at People, an area but not of the crowd at a person yeah, yeah. but you can you can even look like at a person yeah. but you're not looking at them like I can look at you right now like I'm we're just, communicating yeah but like I, it's not that yeah right? it's like you're just I'm looking at your pod at that direction. yeah exactly yeah. the whole interaction is like, <laughs> like I'm <laughs> zoning out right now <laughs> exactly. exactly and I think I, it's an it's an important thing I've never really thought about it that way yeah. and realized that I had done that in those situations so I wonder if that's there's certain places where we'll play and there's like Things like Skybox, for instance, we'll play acoustic there quite often. So, and what's the size I, of that? Is it smaller? It's a smaller venue, okay. yeah. But it's like, I'll there's a clock on the wall, and it went, and anytime I get out of focus or whatever, I just look at that clock because I know oh, like it still nice. looks like I, like I'm just looking at everybody. Yeah, but absolutely. I'm looking at that clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, I like so I've been going to this like, kick-ass therapist, and that's one way that she taught me how to like keep myself from going into like a panic attack is yeah. to focus on one thing and go alright I'm looking at this guitar it's got uh, a sunburst on it and it's got uh, it's an epiphone and it's gold and it's got the, you gotta focus yeah. on one object yeah. and make that's, your brain that's how I get over being pee shy when I'm at a trough and it's like, <laughs> oh my like, god yep. alright so there's a screw and it's rusted right there and it's like <laughs> <laughs> works <laughs> no yeah that's 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 an event. It's an event that it's you're never event. prepared you're for. Never prepared. Yeah. It's like you no one ever warns you either. Yeah. yeah. Like when so you, you show up like at a place and you're like And you're like eye level with cock like all the way left to <laughs> right. And you're like, no, no! It's going down. Dad! <laughs> 
uh, thought you loved me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, shit. Okay, so you guys, you're up on stage. You, you kill it. You're done. And how do you feel like it went for for, oh, for being a Yeah, okay. for, yeah, yeah. The, the crowd loved it. Everybody was yeah. going crazy. Our mom was right up right. Like, That's, That's, right. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, when you were talking about the small I just thought about this. Uh, so, what's the is that? Is there any sort of higher difficulty when it comes to playing even a more intimate show versus playing like a yes. five thousand person? It's show? so weird sometimes. Like if I'm, I, it's got to be a room full of people. Like yeah. I like, wait, like, what if there's like eight? You know, like, it's, you know, like it's so it's, much harder. It's harder. It's it's, 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 it's way harder because you're like second guessing yourself more. Because like instead of focusing on the fact that there's a whole room of people that are looking at you, it's almost like you worry less about what that whole room thinks of you. Yeah. And then if you only have a few people, it's like, oh, they're all judging me right now. Yeah. And you can, and then you can like you're bouncing through the judgment like, ah, oh, Tim, that motherfucker. Oh, I know what he's gonna say. <laughs> I don't even know that's right. his real fucking name, but Tim, right there. But Tim, <laughs> Tim's got something to say. Yo, yeah. fuck you, Tim. Dude, you can do this better than me, Tim. <laughs> they just stormed off stage. What happened? Like, what? We were really enjoying the yeah, show. <laughs> they seemed really good until they just randomly got mad. He looked at me like I did something. <laughs> I found myself focusing on. Why is there no one here? Like, yeah. where is it? Oh, That's it. yeah. Like, yeah. What did we I can see do that wrong? Being, what yeah. did we not do? Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. I can see that being a mind. That bothers. That sure. really bothers, especially on some bigger shows. Like we've. We did one recently. It was a weeknight, and it was harder to get people out there. And that's the huge thing is like, it, it's not like it was years ago. You know, you don't get those crowds out like on weeknights, is which like you no, used to. absolutely not. So it's it's a, a weekend driven thing for sure, especially locally. You know, I mean. Yep. A lot of bands can travel and pull people in on a weeknight, yeah. but even a lot of nationals can't do it. I mean, not yeah, it, and or it depends on what venue. You know, I was just gonna say, it really seems city dependent because as much as I thought that Savannah was gonna be this crazy nightlife kind of city during the week, there's people out there, but it's but not there's really. not a lot. Not like if you were a live, if you were performing live. You're not gonna get a shit ton of people right, out right. there, and Savannah's like like one of the drinkingest cities yeah, in the United crazy, States, yeah. and so they they kill it on the weekends. Yeah. But and so like you really think about it, like I when I think about the cities that would be conducive to that, like Chicago. Yeah. Probably I hear Chicago's nightlife throughout the week All the is time. stupendous. Yeah. yeah. You know, but then what's your ability to travel? Right. You know, and to and to get each individual in the band so this is something that i appreciate that i've been able to to know you guys like outside of the music yeah and see the real life that happens yeah like today like what were your guys's day like today you think about these like you people see you on stage right and, and you're fucking rocking yeah. hard as shit oh, yeah. you know but then today like what were you up to yeah like, <laughs> I, I was supposed to have the day off yeah but then got called well i didn't get called into work but i yeah. had to go in this morning luckily my wife uh, didn't have any meetings, so I could go fix some things at work, get that squashed out. And then I sat at home with my baby all day. Yeah. The air conditioner's broken at my house, so they got that going on. Yeah. They're supposed to come fix it today. They didn't, but it's all right. There's people that have it hotter and worse, yeah. so i got to count my blessings. Well, but, uh, yeah, spent yeah. the day with my baby and, it's good and stuff. But, yeah, like, you, I mean, you went, you had to go in and... You're, it's not like you play music all the time, though. Yeah, like, no, say, like, so what do you, what say, is like, it, what do you do? He's a painter, he paints exactly. cars, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, I'm an electrician, so it's yeah. like, I get people all the time at shows that are like, so this is all you do, right? You just play music? I'm like, no, I like to pay my bills, so. Yeah. turns out, like, food every night of the week yeah. is kind of important. It's kind you know? of, yeah, it's kind of important. <laughs> I guess they want you to pay your bills every month. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that, but. Unreasonable. 
No, it's like, and obviously we'll we'll never stop trying for that ultimate goal. Sure. But it's it's harder to do it. I mean, the older you get, obviously. Yeah. But like, I mean, I don't have as many responsibilities as Alex does, but I still do, and I still have my my responsibilities. I. I got a house that I got to yeah. take care of. Gorgeous. Like, we're in the basement. We're yeah, in the- <laughs> I, it's, it's a sweet it's place. Amazing. I wish it was fine, but it's not. There's no pets someday. or dogs here, by the way. No oh pets. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. It's a sanctuary. It's a, it's a nice, quiet, clean home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's- not my bathroom, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, two dudes do live two here. Two dudes. Yeah. yeah. These two dudes. For, for two dudes living here, when I when I came up, one, everything was, like, <clears throat> like well manicured. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like... It's mode, like it's clean oh, yeah. on the outside. I came, I came inside, like everything is like organized and clean. I was like, "Shit, man! Like, yeah. do y'all have maid service?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no clean. disrespect. Like that. Was generally, just, yeah. generally, it's like a mess. Like uh, any uh, two guys' house you would go yeah. to, and even like my former roommates. But I think me and Mike are both on the same level. We're like, let's keep this place pretty nice. It gets unkempt every now and then, of but course. we like nice stuff. We like. Yeah, we've both come to the point in our lives where like we don't really need to be that messy. Yeah, <laughs> there's. I know for me, I get a feeling. I get like unsettled. Yes, like I can't sit and even relax. Like if shit is in a state of disarray, it's not like everything has to be perfect and no. you know put away. But if it gets if it gets messy, Trash everywhere. Yeah, so exactly. Like, I'll have like a pile of stuff on my end table up there, a bunch of sodas and whatnot. I'm like, yep. no, I got to clean this up yep. now. Like, yep. Right. You just get that inner kind of yeah. angst. See, fucking even people that headline shows and, you know, they oh, got, yeah. they got oh, their Oh, you want to talk about anxiety? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Constant. It doesn't stop. My dad was telling me last night, yeah, my, my anxiety feels like it's pretty much gone away. I'm like, Sweet, so I just got to be fifty-one years old. Before <laughs> got I it. <laughs> like, can you give me the steps yeah, that you how took? Do how I, do I short circuit? Yeah, how path? do I cut to the chase? I call there, bullshit on that. Yeah. And there's <laughs> and there's hundred percent bullshit. Also, that too. yeah, absolutely. I know one of the things that I do on a daily basis. I don't know if you guys incorporate this at all. Is gratitude has become one of the most important parts of my life. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'll wake up in the morning and. If it's, I, you know, I'm getting up at 6 o'clock, I'm getting ready to go in and stand in formation in the, with the Army in a job that I don't want to do anymore. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I, I, the way that I counteract the negativity and any anxiety about it, and especially if I have something big coming up, like I got a big briefing coming up, yeah. then I'm like, I just, I try to put things in perspective by being extremely grateful for everything that I have. Like, And you st- I always start with like the smallest shit. And the thing that made me think about this is when you talked about how you battle anxiety when you like specifically point out something. So what I do, I do the same thing, but I do it in a sense of gratitude. Yeah. Right. So I'll look, I'll get up in the morning and I'm like, oh my God, like I am wrapped up in a blanket that I own that's mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm underneath this blanket because I have air conditioning. Because we're humans and we do that shit. Yeah. 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 So fucking awesome for whoever the guy that came up with fucking Freon. Yeah. You are a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Alex doesn't even have that right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's like, well, I I can't be fucking grateful for that. I do in my bedroom. (laughs) I'm grateful that I have a window unit. So yeah. Yeah. That is a great way of looking at that. At least my room is cold. It changes. There, I really feel like there are neural pathways that we build that let, like, we shortcut to a particular direction. Yeah. And so, it, and it will be a lot of times, and it's it can be geared by 
frequently by the people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. And so that happened to me early on in life. I've, I always, I say now that I've lived four different full humans' lives yeah. at this point. Like, Basically. I chose this, and I did this for some years, and I know people that have done that their whole life. And I've done that four different times. Right. right? And I'm, right. In, I'm on my fourth life now. I don't know. Hopefully, it seems like this is a pretty good one. But there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, but there's nothing wrong with that. Like trying to find what truly makes you happy. And yeah. Which way you want to go down. When I realized I was a shit bird in some of them. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, like, I, like, wow. I'm like, still a shit bird in yeah. this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've pretty much worked in, other than music, been in like the auto industry the whole time. Whereas yeah. Matt has been. I've been all over the place. I did cabinets, yeah. then I did gutters, then I worked at an uh, airport fueling airplanes for a few years. Well, the, then, the amazing thing about some of those early ones, and even when you do now as yeah. a as a electrician mm. you said that's what yeah that's, yeah so i love and even you like you paint like you're yeah. painting cars there is something that you can't take away from somebody that has a tangible like trade skill mm-hmm. you know like at the end of the day i think about it everyone especially in the military was like you gotta go get your degree get your degree get your degree you know like that's the next step and I got uh, an associate's degree to work on cars. Yeah. Apparently, that's a fucking thing. That, yeah. So cool. Right. Um, so <laughs> I, I have UTS. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a minute. What does UTI stand for? Yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I, I don't have an infection. All right, no. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Just for the microphone, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we cleared it up years ago. Yeah, okay, it was handled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you, I, I think about that, and I'm like, I will never not know how to work on cars. Like, my degree right. could burn in a fire. The yeah. the records could be digitally lost. It's all in there. And it's, it is a skill that I could watch. Like, if the world goes to shit and you're in a community, you know what I mean? They're like, we need somebody that knows how to fucking fix a car. But got it. I, I, I can actually do that, and I don't need anything to show you that I did it. And it's right. the same way for those types of skills, right. you know? And that's I think that that's huge if... As nothing else is like a fallback, and there's like yeah. there's a, some sort of a safety net that's like if shit goes completely south when I'm pursuing my dreams, then I know, and, and you're doing it simultaneously. Yes, which is I think that's a beautiful thing. That's a I mean we've always seen it as the only way to do it, you know, because we've seen the, the both ends of it. You you pick up everything and you just go for your dream. Yeah. And then when you come up short, it it all falls apart. You yeah. Know? And I've I've seen some friends of mine have to like get rid of all their stuff and just completely quit because they they went they went a balls out and it was yeah. too much like yes. you have to be careful i mean there's certain times when you when you jump on the opportunity i mean i have an opportunity right now that's not it's not set in stone but it's to play guitar with um, uh, a female act who's opening for Hootie and the Blowfish oh, so that's a big shit. show that's a and really that's big all show. hearsay right now DL. Yeah. <laughs> but that, so th- that's like an opportunity where, okay, so that's taking away from my normal job because I'm going to have to take some time off work to go play this yeah. show, this, da- this date. But that's a huge opportunity. Absolutely. And you weigh the pros and cons of it. And as long as it's not taking away too much from your daily life. Yeah. As long, yeah. As long as it's got that worth to it. I've seen guys that just make a tour for nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's not for nothing. You're still going out there, but t- try to go out there and keep doing it and and bleed yourself dry financially and yeah. and emotionally, and then you come back with nothing. And so it, it's kind of it's a little give and take until you get to a point where it's like, okay, I can sustain doing this. Yeah. But I, even as long as we've been doing this, we've never got to a point where we can fully sustain doing it. Right. So it's it's always been a give and take, and and I'm glad that we've been able to have that mindset, for sure. What I love, I love your approach to it, and just the way that you you go about it, and the way that you worded all of that. The thing that 
the word that you avoided using, which I thought was great, was sacrifice. Like, I'm going to sacrifice time, like, for my job yeah. to go play in the band. I, I, Something about it, something about that word drives me fucking bad. Yeah. It's not, and it wouldn't be sacrifice. Like, yeah, I'm losing money, but, yeah. you know, and I talked to my boss about it when I even brought it up to him. He's, the first thing he said to me, even before I could finish my whole spiel, he said, yeah. Matt, I'm never going to keep you from chasing your dreams. He's oh like, God. I told you that's that from day amazing. one. It's huge. That's why I'm like, yeah. I don't want to go work for anybody else. No, how could you? you know? he's, yeah, he's my, so cool about my it. My boss is the same way. Now, granted, my it's a little bit harder for me to take off work because I'm the only painter. So oh. if I'm gone, there's, yeah, nobody else to there. there's nobody to pick up the slack. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. But my boss believes in us. He's seen us at many shows. He that's cool. enjoys our music. You got to recruit it. somebody, man. Yeah, you got to get another I need painter. To, I need to write <laughs> somebody how to be my backup yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Because I got to be able to go out and go out for a couple weeks and, and, yeah. and trust somebody to do my job. Well, and, and how cool would it be to bring somebody and teach them a skill that's valuable for them yeah. that they could even take and they go somewhere else with? Else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then he doesn't want to teach them too good. Then yeah. 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 <laughs> not going like, to be better than Im- me. Embed some false lessons yeah. in there. Oh yeah, yeah, you should totally not clean your sprayer heads before you. Yeah. <laughs> Never tackle. That's, That's a myth. That's <laughs> a myth. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to shut off the electricity before you work on it. Like, <laughs> oh wait, that's a little too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let somebody. it move. Let's let everybody not get shocked. No, it teaches you. It teaches you yeah. life lessons when you get shocked. So that's why. That is a fact. <laughs> Won't do that again. Yeah. Just, Especially when you're getting shocked and you're going, do I really want to do this? <laughs> no, it's it's a good job. It's fascinating. But no, and I think because it all comes to me, where we're at, I mean, when we look at where we're at today, we're us three, we're in this space and we're having this conversation right now. And this is the sum of all of the decisions that we've made in our lives up to this point. Yeah. Right? And so whatever that means, good, bad, or, you know, indifferent, like, that's what led us here. And there are environmental, you know, things, but you always, no matter what environment you're in, no matter what scenario you're in, you have the ability to make a choice, even if the choice is simply how you feel about something. Right. Because nobody can make, this, this is my opinion, is that nobody can make you feel any, any which way. Like, right. people can do shit, they can people can do shit that's real fucked up. Yeah. Yes. And, and people will try to manipulate you yes. yeah. and people will try to influence you, yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's your choice. Right. Like, am I going to follow this person? Right. You know, am I going to allow this toxic relationship to ruin not only my relationship with this person, but mm-hmm. potentially future relationships with other man, like in your case, like with the managers. Right. right. Like now I'm going to be jaded against the managers. Yeah. And that's, you that know? was a huge thing that we were concerned that anybody we worked with in the, in the future, we would end up having that turmoil and perception yeah. of yeah. somebody and yeah, or end up, yeah, literally living it again. Yeah. But luckily we haven't, yeah. you know, that's great. Yeah. I mean, cause you could live in a life of fear after that point. Yeah. Th- like, there's a lot of fear there. Yeah. You know, and, and the way that, I've seen people respond to fear is one of two ways. Yeah. It either cripples you or it motivates you to action. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like, are you going to choose to do something in the face of it? Because like you're terrified of something happening. What are you going to do? Right. And you could sit down and be like, well, no more managers. Right. Like that's a choice. Yeah, it's that, a, and you but did. Then it's like, uh, okay, now we need, now it's, it's all on us. So yeah. then you got the show and you're trying to figure out whatever. So it's nice to have, 
It's, it is really good to have a, a management. But then there's also the other side of like, so Arson City, There, I mean, there's a lot more of us to handle things, but we don't have a manager. It's all self-managed. And granted, uh, the other guitar player in the group, Mark, he is the leader of the band, so he's technically the manager, if you will. Okay. If someone need, if we were going to give somebody the actual position title, that would be he would be the guy because he it. handles most things. Okay. But we all we all kind of do little things here in our own right, and there's a lot more people to take care of it. With Save the Hero, it's three of us, and it's and nothing nothing against Gage. He's a phenomenal musician and friend, but he does, that's not his forte, taking yeah. care of those things. So that's more Alex and I. So then, then it boils down to the two of us. And yeah. I have a baby. And now so it's me. So now it's me. So now it's like, so a lot of stuff is, has come down to me lately, yeah. which I'm fine with. And the older I get, the more I can handle it. Absolutely. So I, well, you learn how to prioritize and delegate as you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. So, and try not to, like, overanalyze it and not make it yeah. too big of a deal. Because there's a lot of situations where I'll, I'll blow it up into this big thing. Oh, my God. we got to figure this out. And it's really not that big of a deal. It's like a simple yes or no and or got to find this one thing yeah. out, what yeah. have you. So that that's a big thing, just like just taking a step back and, and assessing the situation. Who really needs to be involved with this? How many people do we need to talk to? Because half the time it's like, he can answer the question, I can answer the question. But sometimes it's, okay, the whole band needs to sit here and talk sure, about Sure, right. absolutely. Yeah. No, that makes sense. What if if a band is going through that type of turmoil and they're looking at, at management, like what did, after being through the experiences that you guys have been through? So for a more fresh fresh faced group, like what what kind of recommendations would you make when it comes to either self management or bringing on an external manager? Um, I would suggest not bringing on a manager if you can avoid it. If you can um, do it by yourself, do it yourself. Yeah, as long as you can. Because it makes it... Uh, it's more personal, first of all. A lot of people want to work with the artist directly. They don't want to go through a middleman. Yeah, especially when you're, when, you're, okay. when you're a smaller artist or somebody just starting out. They don't want a band that's brand new, hasn't even played a show, to have this somebody come up and go, Hi, I represent this band that no one has ever heard of. And It's they interesting go, because from an outside band? perspective, yeah. I could very... I could see a band wanting to bring on a manager yes. to to give that, that facade, well, to, yeah. to, well, both of exactly both yeah. of those things to like one let us focus on the art yeah take care of the business side but also to present yourself as like look we're a big deal we have management I have like management. we're a big deal. and uh, that's exactly. why that's a big reason why we did it too because when Cold Steel first started it was I mean it was us kids and. Um, and like the dads of the group helping yeah like keep us going That's like they cool. they were like our managers at the time yeah. they were they they were setting up shows and stuff like that so then it was like we got to a point where we don't want to do this anymore we don't want to be setting up all these shows who do who, who do you have in mind and I was playing in that band with uh, that person at the time. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he. It, I don't even know how we got on the subject, but it was like, hey, you could do some stuff for us. Would you be interested in managing our band? He's like, yeah. absolutely. And at the time, you know, it seemed like the best idea because, he's, oh, he already knows uh, such and such, so he can just run with it and we'll be fine. I would recommend trying to do it on your own so you learn more. So, you do, so yeah. you're not trusting somebody else to take care of them. You're like, I don't even know what deal they just did over here. And it seems like it makes sense, especially as, like, if you do progress and you get to the point when 
um, an external manager is actually required mm -hmm. because there's so much going on, yeah. at least to assist, you've done it. And like you, you understand know, yeah. what is expected. You can of critique him. their job. Yeah. You can be like, oh, he's dropping the ball over here. If, like, if you get to that point and you want to bring on somebody and a band finally gets there, what what precautions would you give? Like I, I'm thinking about like personal oh, relationships. Oh, like, like is, should you avoid bringing somebody that you already know and have like a friendship that, with? Yeah, yes, okay. absolutely. You want to go with somebody that's a professional and you know uh, will just do their job. I mean, it's yeah. good to have a good relationship with them. And and I can I don't know I I can't really speak for us because. Um, we've always had really close relationships. With yes, our, absolutely, yeah. and it's worked out. Yeah, two, two out of three times, it's it's been really yeah. good. But that one time, it wasn't. So it's, yeah. I don't know. It's a bit of a cautionary tale. It's like yeah. going. You can go into that, but tread lightly because they're the people that are closer to you are almost more likely to screw you over than the people that are not close to you because they're like, well, I can get my two cents out of this and yeah and i and like i know them personally so i don't view them yeah. as like this professional entity necessarily. right right it's like oh my buddy he won't care if i skim an extra whatever off the top oh, yeah, shit, right, I won't. right 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 <laughs> to earn bucks, this money whatever it's yeah bucks, oh that's you know? interesting that's a really interesting so there's yeah there's different things and and just you know making sure that they can actually do something for you you make sure that you're on the same wave like if, if you're working with management that's trying to get you out on the road you better be ready to go out on the road if you want somebody that's yeah. trying to keep you in town they, they better be on good terms with everybody in town like you don't want to get into working with somebody and then come and find out that half the venues in town don't like that person and it's like, well, I can't play these six places. I can play these. Yeah, because you've burned these bridges. Right, right. Yeah. And that was another thing with our former management is that he burned some of those bridges. <sighs> and like coming and back. And so you're, you're, that, you're like, dealing hey, with the repercussions. Right. Yeah. Like, that yeah. wasn't us saying that. Way, we are, we're not dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we are, but not, not that case. Yeah. <laughs> not to you. Not to you. <laughs> <laughs> so when... Um, how does it work for you guys now? Like when I'm thinking about, like you're in multiple multiple yes. groups right now, so I'm thinking about like kind of time management between being a father, having a full time job that right. pays the bills, and being in in a band, being in multiple bands. Yeah. You know, like how do you how do you prioritize? I'm assuming there isn't like a, a hand wave like this is how I do it, but like right. a week to week kind of right. thing. Right. Basically, just finding time for every. Everything, you know, yeah, everything's each kind of project. Ha I mean, granted, our acoustic thing, we don't practice, but Matt has Arson City practice every week. We have Save the Hero practice almost every week, but we pick a night. I mean, and we, yeah, we yeah. see what works best for everybody, but it, it really is. I mean, okay, this night of the week's for this, this night of the week's for this. Oh, I yeah. can do my stuff at home this night, you know. this. How far out do you schedule it? Are you like getting with the band and saying, like, listen, it's Thursdays at six? Oh, yeah. You know, we try to yeah. do that, and, and it depends on what you're talking about because, like, with our shows, everything we try to make sure is like is booked way out. Everybody knows about it. We sure. have a Google calendar. Everybody's oh, okay. on the and Google so calendar. And shared. Yeah. So, yeah so right. And I even put, like, all my Arson City dates on there all that oh stuff. that's really so, good so yeah. that you can see it and so that yeah. way you're not somebody isn't booking no double dates. books yeah. yeah so that it, it's it's good to have that and then I'll, we'll, we'll put our personal stuff all in there too yeah, Even family yeah things. absolutely like, so it's all on the calendar and that's honestly been the beta, the best thing for us as of the last couple of years is making sure that everything goes on that calendar and we're all on the same page yeah. because we can all manage it we can all make our time work for each other and, and yeah. make those times work. But it's, it's like, okay, I don't want to plan on Tuesday and I show up Tuesday and 
You didn't. Alex went on vacation to right. you know the and that, Bahamas. That like, happens. Bro, you didn't, yeah. What? Right, right. <laughs> if you go to the Bahamas, you better take me. I know. <laughs> no, but we really like it comes down to like, you know, we're every every minute or every hour of every day is kind of planned at this point. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a little annoying. Actually, I hate I hate to say it. Uh, we may need to wrap up here soon because yeah. we have we have reservations. Shortly. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, or as we like to call it in the business, a hard out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll, let me let me just thank one more question if I yeah, can. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when you when you're looking forward at the next five ten years, I don't. I care less about your plan and more about. At the end, at the end of your career, at the end of your life, like how would you have? What do you need to do from now until then to be able to say like, th- like that was successful, like and not just the music, but like your life. Um, I think personally, I mean, I'd like to be able to like give my family uh, an above average um, lifestyle, but I don't need to pay for that by means of music yeah in what i'd like to success for me musically just means i want as many people to know my music and have heard it as possible or like i don't need to make a cent off of it as long as i can provide for my family some other way you know then that's fine but if people know my song yeah that means more to me than making a buck off of it that's amazing that's that's Yeah. yeah that's huge for me i mean Obviously, we all want to, you know, make it the full-time gig. Everybody yeah. wants to do that. But at the end of the day, when I get people coming up to me and saying, oh, I heard you guys on the radio, or oh, I, I loved your guys' last show, all that stuff, that is what really means the most to me. And and I think about it a lot. You know, when, when we have downtime, if we don't have any shows for a while, sometimes I'll think that I'm overworked and, like, I have... All the, I have back-to-back shows with both bands and we got an acoustic show and I got practice coming up. The world's caving in on me. But when I have that downtime, I feel so empty. Yeah. Like, stir crazy. Stir yes. crazy. Yes. I was like, I need to get back out on that stage and show those people why I was born. I yeah. Because I, I know that the the odds of us ever actually becoming full-on professional musicians are slim. But I feel like we've made it in our, in our own right. And I feel like we were definitely born to do this. Whether or not it's our full-time gig, I, I feel like Alex and I were definitely put on this earth to do this. Absolutely. Being around both of you, I have no question that's absolutely the case. <laughs> and to wrap it up with going back to gratitude, I'm very grateful that you guys both agreed to sit down and do this with me. So are we, man. This is really cool. I, awesome. I love this. I'm so happy that we were able to throw it together like literally two days ago. Yep. We were like, yep. oh, are you available this time? You're available this time? We made yeah, it happen. Literally, yeah. Pat reached out and he was like, Alex wants to hang out. I think we're going to do it Friday. Just kidding. Okay, now it's Wednesday. Yeah. Whatever the hell it yeah. was. Yeah. I like, couldn't make it on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, oh. And then he texted me about the podcast. I'm like, let's do it. This sounds good. Yes. Great. That and see, yeah. choices. Choices. You guys are amazing. See, oh, choices. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, bud. Well, there it was, everybody. Alex and Matt DeBase on Burn Your Boats. Um, if you like what you heard, then feel free to uh, subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you enjoy. Add me onto your favorites list. If you feel as froggy as to go ahead and rate me, then um, then do so. And hopefully I earned a five star in your heart. 
I, I really did enjoy this, this conversation today. And I hope you guys did too. Um, I was blessed and, and lucky enough to be able to talk with Alex again. And so that interview will be coming up here in a couple of weeks, maybe a month. I'll be, I'll, uh, I'll be throwing Alex's, um, individual interview on and where we talk a little bit about music, but we really dive into a lot of stuff. Um, if you're interested in following a little bit closer and getting some behind the scenes look looks in the show and some of the kind of newslettery kind of stuff and and motivation uh, beyond what I'm actually publishing and producing, then come on by the uh, Burn Your Boats fan page on Facebook. I believe if you just look Burn Your Boats fan page, I should come up. Um, and yeah, hit me up if you've got any questions or requests or anything like that, you know, like... Uh, that's that's really the best place to do it so swing on by there and if you don't feel so inclined then that's that's cool too man just uh swing on by for the next episode i appreciate you guys coming back every week for a new production and i can't wait to see you here again next week thanks everybody